Yes, I'm Mr. Pagey today, and I'm going to say a big word, special, special. I do like that word, special. Something special for the weekend, uh, sir? Yes, reminds me of Monty Python when they walked into a shop. Well, one man did, I think, to buy uh, some condoms. Uh, Another special weekend for you, sir. Yes, we have just what you need. Well, um... (laughs) I don't know how, why I went there. I have no idea why I went there. But um, I am happy today because I've made a decision to make a special about an album I released in August 2015. An album I think is a little underappreciated. An album called Hotel of the Two Worlds, which I'm very proud of. And I've done a few specials down the line here on Radio Owl's Nest for my other albums. And I thought, it's time. It's time. I want to talk about this record and some of the songs on it. So today's special is uh, something for the weekend. So Now, it is uh, an, a special about my album, Hotel of the Two Worlds. And I'm going to play you bits of the songs, all of them, and tell you a little bit about the history of it. So today's show is um, something special. Uh, it is... <laughs> Sorry, sorry. Hotel of the Two Worlds, a uh, a review of that album from 2015. One of the big things about this record that I'm very proud about is I drew the album cover. Yes, I did go to art college when I was a uh, crazy youth, and um, I decided to do the cover uh, myself. So I, that uh, the, the front cover is by me with felt tip pens and uh, pencil and paints and acrylics and all sorts of that stuff. So um, yes, the cover of a hotel of the two worlds in the hotel of the two worlds so i should no it's not that is it it's just hotel of the two worlds get it right pagey it's your record get it right i drew the cover and um the title hotel of the two worlds comes from a very very haunted hotel that was in uh, paris in france i think in the 19th century 1800s uh, it was a haunted hotel and people went there just to stay there and and converse with the other world so hotel of the two worlds that's where the title originated from gonna play you now the opening track the opening track is a song called Strong and this track was um, interesting for me because it was going through multiple key changes and felt very theatrical. I remember uh, a favourite place of mine is the Huntington Gardens in Pasadena and as I was writing this song I was driving with the music and I was getting a sense of what it was about and it was about... um, being given strength by somebody and uh, hopefully most of us in our lives have met people that give us that extra strength to go through uh, periods of um, troubles in our life Um, and I remember writing the lyrics um, not as I was driving but by the time I got to the gardens I was taking lots of notes and um, I was this album was going to be me playing all the instruments again it is a one-man show again and I was and I've been building this this chord sequence with multiple um, analog synthesizers and the chordal work and the pads and and to me the quite ethereal and glorious sense of them particularly the key changes made me feel of that word strong 
strong, so I'll tell you a bit more about it after, but this is track one on Hotel of Two Worlds Strong. Sometimes on the walk of life I'm brought down to my knees And there are times I lose the fight My body feels so weak But again I see you standing there And again Face my fears and find the will to carry on. With you, I can be strong. With you, I will be strong again. Skin, there's a hole within a soul of broken bones. I never thought the day would come when I could feel so alone. But again, I feel you standing there.
That's track one uh, on my album, A Hotel of the Two Worlds. Not a hotel. Come on, Pages, get it together. Hotel of the Two Worlds. All my titles are long, and I usually have an inner, inner, or at the, or insider. <laughs> but this is just Hotel of the Two Worlds. That's the opening track. This is a special, Radio Owlsnest special, where I'm playing the tracks from this album and talking about it and what I can remember about it and showcasing it again. And uh, this track particularly, um, I wasn't sure if it should be track one, the start of the album off. But it was the, the album had started to get very funky, very funky indeed. The other tracks were getting almost like I was going back to my roots of R&B and being a bass player. And so I had to lean on my manager and say, uh, should this track be number one or should the next track, Love Resurrection, which ended up being track two, should that start the album off? And, and my manager, Diane, said, I think because people remember you for that kind of beauty of the chords and your melodic sense it would be good to start off with strong and not hit them between the eyes with love resurrection where they go where's he gone now so um so strong for me had a very theatrical progressive rock feel about it and uh playing all the instruments myself hard to get the feel of this track where i really felt comfortable with it i still feel um that uh, i didn't get it all right with the rhythm it was um almost like a um the drum machine rhythm felt so uh, good uh, at, at the same time, it was almost from a, a different land to me. It was almost hip-hop, had a different feel. But when I played the bass and I thought about John Entwistle and what he would play, um, it started to really speak to me, and it was okay. Um, also, the um, some of the bass um, is reggae-fied. I'm thinking, about, thinking the bass guitar as some of the accents being reggae, and I double-tracked those. You'll probably hear those in the choruses. Um, but thinking um, like an Entwistle kind of bass playing helped me feel uncomfortable with the uh, eventual drum programming on this track. So uh, I could ramble on for days and days and days because I'm a tech head and a nerd and I could tell you everything we did. But hopefully you've got a feel for this. And that's track one, Strong. As I said earlier, um, I thought this album was going to pull back into my funk R&B soul days, which are where I came from, really, as a bass player. I was in a lot of soul bands before I became really a songwriter. And so I thought, this is what this album's going to be about. And uh, the next track I'm going to play you here, Love Resurrection, really sort of um, spoke to me about that's where I'm going to pursue with this record. Um, not so much um, Celtic and ethereal, but more funk soul and R&B and gospel because that was a big part of me but hadn't really been showcased over the years although in if you listen to my bass plan you'll probably and some of my phrasing you'll feel that so love resurrection I was going to have a bath one day yes I do clean myself I was going upstairs and I heard in the background Marvin Gaye and that's when I thought this album is going to have uh, soul vibes about it and I will talk to you a bit more about it but this is track two Love Resurrection. I've been dreaming about those diamond days when love was on our mind. I've been thinking about our state of affairs and the peace that we can't find. All the hate and all the pain, all the suffering we feel. I've been dreaming of a better way to get back to what's real. For if there's something Is there a law that I don't know? 
out the stairs where I got hurt And I've been praying, hey, I'm waiting for the love of another day And I've been walking down hope ever new and wishing all the way But if there's something in this world we really need It's a love resurrection, yeah, resurrection Two Worlds, a special here on Radio Owl's Nest. And um, I had a lot of fun. I really did. 
get lost in doing this track. It took me right back to those days where that's all I concentrated on was the bass, the funk, and bands like Parliament and Slander Family Stone and Bootsy, um, as well as Motown. I was hugely, hugely influenced by that. So it was nice for me to let go um, and uh, just do something which was a little more guttural. As I said, I was thinking about the Marvin Gaye and a song which had a very positive aspect to it. And after I'd programmed the, uh, the everything on the track, it was at first double time. And I just couldn't really quite get used to it. So I took most of the drums off and just kept the kick drum, played a little bit of live hi-hat drums, and suddenly the track opened. And I remember very well, again, um, playing the guitar I had, um, and playing ninth chords. I had a lot of cats in my life, and one of my cats was very ill in, in hospital, and I was really having a problem uh, with, um, with dealing with that. And so I just thought, I'm going to let myself go on this track, and I was not really finding my way very well with it. And suddenly, because I was in another world, thinking about something else, I started to play these ninth chords. And suddenly the song um, happened, because it became very simplified and, and funky and guttural an average white band in a way I was feeling all that and I think it was because I sort of backed off from seeing this song in double time and a different kind of vibe and um, I just sort of um, needed to play this kind of guitar part to heal myself when my mind was somewhere else thinking about my my pet and because the track had suddenly opened up and become very sort of simple I played some keyboards it reminded me of Tom Tom Club you know the uh, the band that moved uh, out of talking heads and um, bent the notes a little bit and I thought Oh, this is quite interesting. And the, the guitar I was talking about there, playing the ninth chords on the Gibson, uh, I, they were direct inject and just double tracked. So there was a closeness to the to the song. And then when I played bass, my favourite aria bass, um, I played it in a very kind of melodic way and thinking about you know, how the James Brown um, era would have looked upon a bass part, which was melodic but also uh, very r rhythmic. Also singing the song, I put tons of compression on my voice, as you can hear there, and uh, made me very gravelly, and I felt it a certain way. And, I, and where I'm singing, the floor in the studio was uh, a raised wooden floor, so I was able to stomp and get a great vibe with that. But um, Love Resurrection, uh, track two, that is on my album, Hotel of the Two Worlds. Now, the next track um, came at the last minute on this record. Um, uh, I didn't even write it in the, in the first 10 songs that I thought were gonna be on this record. This was came from out of the blue. Um, and it's a very, very, very special song to me because it's uh, written about my very, very good friend that I grew up with uh, in the studios, Mike Shipley, an Australian engineer known for all his great work with Def Leppard and Mutt Lang and uh, Tom Dolby, etc., etc., Prefab Sprout. Well, he was the first engineer that um, we worked with, Brian and myself, in my, in my band QFIL, uh, when we recorded our first single, Dancing in Heaven, back in England for Jive Records um, in Wilsdon in Battery Studios. And so we made he made our first hit, my first hit, and later on, as he came to America after I did, um, he worked on In the House of Stone and Light and mixed that album. And he was very, he was the first engineer I would always call if I was going to produce something. Um, and we, we had a really, really good bond and understood each other. And one day, while I was working on this record, I'd, uh, Mike Rodriguez, another great engineer friend of mine and a good friend, called me and told me the terrible news that Mike had passed and Mike had taken his own life. And I was just stunned. Um, and didn't really quite know how to handle that. I was actually preparing to work with him again in the future. 
And the first thing I ever do when I'm stunned is um, stay stunned and move towards creativity and art in some way to sort of uh, make sense of what I'd just heard and of what had happened. Um, and so I went to the studio uh, quite quickly, and that day I wrote this track called Golden, and um, I finished it literally, I would say, in that day. Everything, was, all the main elements were done, including the vocal, um, and then I touched it up the following day. Um, it was really a, a cry of, the, the soul's cry, really. I was just trying to um, deal with something. I, I felt very emotionally connected to Mike, and through the album In the House of Stone and Light, uh, we'd gone through some tough times together and really I thought really 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 bonded he had a wonderful sense of humor and I always thought you know I'd see him again he was as tall as me um, you know full of life and sparky and uh, here I was he was gone and so I wrote this track um, uh, I'd recently well quite recently worked with him on an album uh, with Josh Groban a song called Me Morena and Mike had mixed that for me. And we'd moved from mixing it in digital to analog again. And um, he wasn't sure if he wanted to work in analog. And he did the mix. And I said, are you OK with that? How do you feel about it? And he said, it's golden, golden. I'm so uh, pleased with what we did. It took him back to the days when he would mix analog with two tape machines, two 24 tracks. And I remember him stopping me and just looking at me and saying the experience was golden. Well, my experience with Mike, uh, and I think with lots of people that worked with him, was always golden. He always uh, brought the incredible dynamics and emotion out into uh, everything he touched. And he knew me very well. So if I said, I want this to feel like Bebop Deluxe or T-Rex, he totally understood. Um, <clears throat> and anyway, so getting back to Golden, the day that I got the news, within a few hours, I wrote this track. And I, um, I wanted to write about what it was like to be in the studio with Mike. I always remember that when Brian and I were QFIL, our first band, when we did Dancing in Heaven, we were so proud of it, we turned all the lights off in the studio and played it really loud. And I remember all the lights flashing. So all the lyrics in this song that came out of me quite instantly were relating to uh, that experience. I even... Uh, mentioned that he shapes the invisible and he of course he does uh, as a in the melting pot of his creativity he shapes music and sonics and so you'll hear lots of um lyrics relating to that and um i mention also that i met him you know in london and islington and i used to uh, pick him pick him up and drive to the studio and he'd pick me up and drive me to the studio in a in a volkswagen um and, and so this was a stream of consciousness of, of lyrics. Now, it's unusual to write a song about being in the studio making music. I know that I heard Kate Bush had done that, and, I'm, and uh, it's quite unusual to just uh, know, uh, to relate to songs that are about purely being in a studio um, and being creative, particularly in uh, popular music and music. So that, this song relates to that as well. Um, and I won't say anything more, but just play you the track of Golden, and it's dedicated to Mike Shipley. I close my eyes, I see you there, still knocking at my door. You pick me up in Islington, we're gonna drive across London town. Cut off. 
And I finished there with uh, a bit of a reprise of a song he mixed for me that uh, broke me as a solo artist in the House of Stone and Light. Felt the right thing to do um, at the end of that track. This was a surprising track for me. It wasn't really written for the album, but uh, as this situation happened and I finished the track, I thought, yes, it's got to be on this record. And I know that Mike and I were very, very close in the in the music we loved together as we worked together and grew up together in the studios. Um, and in fact, he told me one day that when I went to America to work, he said oh, that inspired him to uh, leave London and come to America, where he had a huge, huge career. We were around the same age, so um, we had a big connection, a lot of humour, and I remember him as uh, the golden lad, um, and I still see him that way. So that's track three, Golden, on this uh, Radio Owl's Nest special, um, the songs of uh, my album, Hotel of the Two Worlds. And we're moving on now to track four. A song called The Light of Dawn. Very proud of this song. Lyrically, I'm very, very proud of this song. Um, it's, a, in a way, um, a stirring kind of anthem about um, holding on to something you really believe in and um, knowing that the, the next day that comes may be, and probably will be, a better day. And when the light of dawn rises, uh, we start again. So um, let me play you this song, track four, The Light of Dawn, and I'll tell you a few little things about it after. And I have felt my spirit shaken When I hoped some born had died So on wings of grace we come to this place For which our Father's side And I have seen the clouds pass over Till we stand in here 
Night of Dawn. Uh, track four uh, on Hotel of the Two Worlds. Um, I remember I was reading, as I was writing this song, a lot of uh, Martin Luther King's uh, speeches. And they were so inspiring. And uh, I incorporated that feel into this lyric. And uh, I remember programming the drums and playing some of the drums and trying to get that kind of... Um, uh, Manu Cachet uh, vibe on the drums. I'd worked with Robbie Robertson on a song called Fallen Angel, and um, I wanted to create, again, that kind of um, emotional uh, uh, vibe on the drums. And it was obviously, there's such a gospel flavor, a gospel flavor. I think even the chorus reminds me of a kind of 50s gospel chorus BVs. Um, and when I was writing the lyrics again, uh, uh, the sentiment of what had happened on 9-11 definitely influenced my thinking. I recall now when I was playing the guitars, I was trying to think of what uh, Bill Dylan, the great Canadian guitarist, who I'd met when I was working with Robbie Robertson and has worked on a lot of my albums. I was thinking, how would he... Um, incorporate his style into this song so i was trying to emulate uh, nobody can emulate bill dylan but i was trying to think in his same space of thought of playing guitar on this track so that's track four and uh we are now almost can you believe it at the um mid stage the center stage of this album of this uh, radio hours nest special um uh, we know what you need sir for your special weekend yes we know what you need anything special sir I'm back there again. I can't believe it. I'm in the condom shop. I'm in the chemist. Uh, <laughs> the chemist shop back in England. Uh, when you're very embarrassed to go in there and say, oh, I really need to buy a packet of... I really don't know why I'm going here. So I'm just slap my face, slap my face again. We're back to track five on uh, this special. It is a track called Standing on the Rock. I was touching the funk here, really touching the funk, and it's a song that honours all the great uh, soul artists that I grew up on. It's a real homage to those artists that um, made me want to be a bass player. Um, we're talking about Earth, Wind & Fire with Parliament, Bootsy, um, uh, Brothers Johnson, uh, Stanley Clark, all the funkers. And in the end of the song, you'll hear me mentioning a lot of their names. It just seemed to be a really great vibe. Um, I had a lot of fun. Fun is a big thing when you're doing music like this and um, yes standing on the rock those gods of the funk those gods of the R&B that made me go and look for uh, what a bass guitar was what was that undercurrent underneath that uh, pumps these great records and a lot of these records um, not only touched your spirit and your soul they touched your feet and your legs and your groove here it is standing on the rock and gotten bold and tamed up Got folks and nut stacks Blue labels turn to yellow Well there's something about that King heroin and James Brown Sweet talking on Soul Train Black girls in a smooth line Sure feel sexy to me Standing on the rock Grange, 
got the funk and Baton Rouge Making love with Johnny Taylor Shaw got me in the mood the old envelope follower on the bass there just to uh, pay homage to these people. Nice to sing Maurice White's name there, one of my um, greatest teachers from Earth, Wind and Fire. God, that was good to listen to. It got my toes moving. Yes, I was beginning to move my toes. I remember um, as, a, as a young boy, when I was in America, following my father around the air bases, I used to stay up late and on TV, there was Soul Train, that TV show. And my God, those people could dance better than English people. And my God, those girls were curvaceous, weren't they? Yes, uh, I'm going back to my special shop again. Now, 
yep, slap yourself out of that. Um, my first bands, professional bands in England, Bronx. Uh, in uh, Bristol and a band called Cabasa in Oxford, we were um, emulating a lot of that soul music that was coming from America. So it was great to write this song. Uh, on guitar, I'm using the old voice box, you know, where you put your voice through a tube and uh, you affect the sound. My God, we're going back to the 70s. That was great. And using a Jupiter 8, oh, the keyboard I used through the 80s. Um, I can imagine Ray Parker playing guitar on this, can't you? I'd imagine he would have tore this song up. I tried to keep the vocal drum make the track sound woody and analog and uh, old school deep as it was in those days um and on the end there that rap i'm just uh, saying down in south carolina down in beaufort where i was by the air bases i'd always go into savannah and charleston and go through the record com- record boxes and try and find those great great funk records so we're there we are midway stage it is standing on the rock Hail them. Let's hail them. I hope you're enjoying this show. Um, This is coming up to track six now, and this is a pure, pure gospel song. Um, I I really like this song. I've got to say, even though I wrote it, it's a simple song, but it has such a gospel flavour about it. And... um, the vocals to me, particularly on the end, the, har- the harmonies, uh, just it takes me back to when um, I used to hear those uh, gospel songs on the radio stations down in South Carolina, Savannah, Charleston and Beaufort. A lot of the music that came in was very much gospel that I would hear on the radio, very different to what I'd heard in England. Anyway, here's a song called I Got Faith in You. There are many Many things that I don't believe in And there are moments when my heart cannot see And I wonder, yeah I wonder what my poor soul can do But I still got my faith in you Yeah, I still got my faith in you There are many, many times that I have lost my way When my head has hung down And I wonder, yeah I wonder How I'll make it through But I still got my faith Yeah. 
Hotel of the Two Worlds. Um, I enjoyed playing that, I must admit. Uh, I felt quite uh, quite gospel and soulful there. Can you imagine Al Green singing that? I can, and possibly some guitar by Eric Clapton around the edges. I remember that I was using a microphone called an AKG 414, and it seemed to really bring out an element that I liked in my voice. And I, it made me feel that I needed to use that microphone again these days. As I said, Hotel of the Two Worlds was an album I wanted to make feel like it had soul and gospel and some R&B about it, because as a bass player, that's where I, I grew up. And so um, here we go, on to track seven, a song called My Kindred Spirit. Now, this song was uh, an old song, uh, well before this album came out. A demo I had that I'd written a long, long, long time ago. Um, and um, it was circulating around. I remember that Art Garfunkel fell in love with it and came to my studio and said, uh, I love this song, we should work together. And then um, I didn't really think too much more about it. It didn't fit into anything I was doing and nobody had cut it. And then I heard it again and people around me said, my goodness, you should finish this properly. And that's what I did. I did live percussion, some more guitars, played uh, more bass. I was thinking about what would Verdine White play if he was playing bass on this. And I tried to think in that way. Did brand new BVs. I remember I had to find the chord sheet to go, what are these chords? And I thought, bloody hell, these are very complicated and chords moving all over the place. Uh, but it was great to study something that I'd done a long time ago. And it felt very emotional to me and it seemed to fit very well with the energy of this uh, album. There was a soul spiritual connotation here. So here it is, my kindred spirit. My friend, lift up your eyes. Light is strong Darkness is broken by the power of this bond Bird of peace fly down out of the sun And settle in our hearts For we are one You are my
Hotel of the Two Worlds. This is a Radio Owl's Nest special where I'm playing the tracks from this album I released in 2015. And uh, it's great to listen to that again for me because I remember playing live drums again and percussion on top of it and developing the middle eight. And uh, yes, um, very pleased with that. My, my kindred spirit. And now we're going to go deep into the south. Um, it was great to feel that heat again of where I used to live, Beaufort, Savannah, Charleston, down south, and to write this song called Delta Jukebox, track eight. Um, I really felt that uh, spirit of what it was like to be down there as a kid when I was growing up and following my dad around the air bases in the, uh, the southern parts of America. And um, big influence really on me, uh, the staple singers and uh, the vibe they had in a lot of those records, Respect Yourself and whatever. Um, and I had again great fun um, experimenting with this um, blues kind of um, old world uh, southern feel anyway I'll stop rabbiting on and you let me take you down south where it's nice and steamy uh, get your coins ready put it into the jukebox and listen to the crickets and listen to the actual needle going onto the record Delta jukebox 
Hotel of the Two Worlds reminds me you know the stable singers had underlying uh, reggae bass to me as when I was growing up I used to think that their, their records had a kind of very tremendous bass um, riffing uh, reggae vibe kind of thing and uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival I don't know why I'm saying that but I think up around the bend I think I mentioned that in the lyric and uh, Creedence were there with me uh, playing this track Another homage song for me, I think a kindred song to Standing on the Rock, because on this track I mention a lot of the blues players. Um, I went through a period of just really studying the history of of the beginning of music in America with the blues, and uh, um, as as I did on Standing on the Rock, I mentioned a lot of those funk bands influenced me. And here I just wanted to mention some of those names I'd read from the golden era of when music really started um, with the blues players. And now for something absolutely, completely different. Uh, a song that my manager said, you should stick this song on uh, this on your Hotel of the Two Worlds album. It will just break the spell and add um, a little bit of that humour that nobody really always sees with you. Uh, <laughs> so I thought not a bad idea because it's a swing song and it does touch a little bit of that um, early blues, early jazz uh, swing vibe. And uh, so let me play this to you. Uh, again, uh, levity was brought in at the last moment on Hotel of the Two Worlds. Thank you, Diane, my manager. This is a song called All for the Love of You. Okay, let's try it again. Okay. One, two, mm. one. I sold my triumph by and waved my friends goodbye. Got off the beat. Stay clean for a year. Oh. 
town in town Got ripped up apps Came top of the class All for the love of you Tell me what can I do Just to satisfy you song about suicide you don't get many of them um but love can make you do very strange things all for the love of you um love playing guitar on that it reminds me a bit of the ray davis uh vaudeville and the big band era and i uh, love playing the brushes drums as well uh, that was track nine on hotel of the two worlds track 10 this is a philosophical funk song all too human uh, it's got a bit of ZZ Top about it. I'm playing side sticks and enjoying my guitar burning a little bit. I was in a No Clues uh, Robert Palmer vibe. Bit of a Michael Jackson thing happening. And uh, here it is, all too human. I can tell you that your arrows never struck the marrow and baby that I'm getting through. And I can tell you no big deal cause I'm a man of steel but baby that just
philosophical, all too human vibe here. Um, yes, I just put up the drum machine, I got the old Jupiter 8 out and lots of sequences, and this song appeared. It was very quick, but also um, I wasn't sure about it because I thought, well, this is quite instant. It's happening very, very fast. But then when I played it to uh, my management, they said, um, this is a good spirit. And I could have produced it many, di many different ways, and I did. This is a version where I wanted to cut it back, make it a little bit more simplified, and to go for that... Um, uh, raw sort of side stick uh, wound up a little bit um, simplicity of just a groove. I was listening to a lot of ZZ Top, who I think are a wonderful funk band as well as a rock band. So there we are. Uh, all too human. Um, something for the weekend, sir. <laughs> Yes, we're still doing the special here of uh, my album from 2015, Hotel of the Two Worlds. And we're coming to the very last song, track 11. Interesting story about this is this song is called My Mistress is Warm to My Touch. I really didn't know that I was writing this song. The album was finished and it was late night and I was just doodling on the keyboard. And suddenly this Shakespearean ghost story appeared from nowhere. I had been watching a documentary on how um, Shakespeare's plays sometimes were really visual and um, a lot of the effects were almost like what we see in rock concerts now. They were using uh, fantastic lighting to bring atmosphere and uh, there was one point where an actress had all this powder uh, put onto her face while the lights came up upon her and her husband, uh, who thought she was dead, looked upon this face, which they said was stunning to see on stage because the, the footlights were showing just this white face of this powder and I uh, somehow was very influenced by that image so let me play you now uh, my mistress is warm to my touch the roar of the wind the cradle of Cupid the the ghost of my love the willow wreath Oh, it's wrapped around your shoulders The scent of your hair She's here again My mistress is warm To my touch tonight Crushed bird Under candlelight Her peer Eyes in the cold half light. My mistress is warm to my touch tonight. Our winter's tear, the century of life. The ocean I cross to meet you here. The stained glass red shades in my face. The velvet of your cloak brushes by me. My mistress is warm to my Crushed burn under candle. 
Fearless eyes in the great half-light My mistress is warm to my touch My mistress is warm to my touch Crushed Pearl Under Candlelight. That's the last track on uh, Hotel of the Two Worlds, a song called My Mistress is Warm to My Touch. Uh, I'm a partial to the odd ghost story, as you probably know. Um, well, this has been so much fun for me. I hope you've enjoyed this a special, special for the weekend, sir. We've certainly got a packet for you. <laughs> I don't know, I'm going there again. Um, but that was Hotel of the Two Worlds, a record, an album I released on my own uh, independent label, uh, Ironing Board Records, in August of 2015. And I really wanted to bring those songs back to life and remember them and to maybe acquaint you to an album which is pretty hidden in my catalogue. Um, it's an album I feel quite strong about. Um, and over time, I've really got to appreciate what that uh, time was for me in my writing and my recording and what this album means. And remember, remember, I drew the album cover. Yes, I did. Um, so thank you for joining me on a Radio Owl's Nest special. A deep look into an album called Hotel of the Two Worlds. Now stay strong, stay positive, and look after all those innocent animals out there. Look on the bright side of life, you owl heads. And you know, you know, I will see you again pretty soon in the Owl's Nest. <laughs> <laughs>